Welcome to Quadraphonic Podcast, hosted by Al Croft and Dwayne Boyd. Able-bodied is a temporary situation for everyone. Quadraphonic shines a light on issues faced by folks with different levels of ability navigating the live music scene. So, welcome to Season 3 of Quadraphonic, Episode 1. We do apologize to the Quadraphonic team for the delayed getting out a new episode. However, we're trying to bring you the best experience we can and the best sound. So, Dwayne, take it away. Well, Al, I'm going to take a moment to say hello to our guests, uh, Jason Wallenstein and Shaleen Seriani. They're here with us today, and uh, they want to tell us a little bit about their fish experience. So here at Quadraphonic, uh, you know, we highlight issues uh, faced by folks with disabilities going to shows. And if you feel comfortable, uh, please tell us about the challenges that you guys face uh, going to shows. And let's see. Jason, if you could answer first, that would be wonderful. Oh, um, <clears throat> well, um, my challenges of <clears throat> going to shows, um, I am legally blind and I have very low vision. And um, I usually walk around with a CNI dog, um, but for a lot of shows if they're not festival like um i can't bring them because it's just too loud so i have to walk around with a cane so my one of my biggest issues to go into shows is i really can't go to shows alone um just getting through the gate would be a problem in itself so that's probably one of my, my one of my biggest issues um you know Getting through the venue, getting the seats would just be it just be too hard to go to a show my little myself. How about you, Shalene? <clears throat> well, um, I'm also legally blind, but in a different way than Jason. And so I can I, I can see okay. Um I have flown to Mexico by myself several times um to go to the shows. And that's been a little bit challenging, especially as my vision has gotten worse. Um, but I have to say the fans uh, really do help me a lot when I need help. It's a friendly community. Um, yeah, kind of like what Jason was saying, getting from place to place can be confusing. And uh, depending on the venue, I just don't even see the band sometimes. I really appreciate when they have great screens. Um because if not, I just sort of have to let go of like seeing them and just groove into the music, which is also very enjoyable. That being said, Alex, uh, that being said, Shaleen, 
Um, how, how do you get into the fish community? What brought you in as a fan? <laughs> so I didn't think I would like it, but I went to fish um, at Saratoga which is my home venue. I love it. Um, I went with a boyfriend because he was like, come on, let's try it. And oh my God, by the end of the first set, when the sun was coming down and they were playing Susie Greenberg and I saw this incredible light show of, um, what are they called? I'm forgetting. Mm. Oh. The lasers? Um, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no. What did, we th what did we used to throw? Light sticks. Light sticks, thank you. Glow sticks, thank you. Glow Sorry sticks. about that. Glow sticks. And like, I was just so impressed with these fans that were so like having this childlike fun with this, you know, I just abandoned and just like no worry of judgment. And so these fans and this band that, you know, kind of dance together through the show and um, create this atmosphere of just so much fun. I, by the end of that first set, I was hooked and um that was in 2010 and now i have seen 87 shows yeah girl. that's fantastic <laughs> jason nice. what about you what brought you to fish uh Dwayne did yes i did <laughs> we originally i met him through one of the jobs i had and we worked for many years together and <clears throat> um, between him and Biggie, it was oh, fish this and fish that, and what show are we going to next? And uh, it was intriguing. And then the pandemic happened, and <clears throat> you know, as we know with the pandemic, things could get a little bit boring. Um, so he invited me into some of the, the the fish groups and the fish bingo, and I started to get to know people and I started to listen to the music. And um, I don't know how long it was after, maybe two years after the pandemic began, they had a uh, a show at Great Woods in Mansfield, and I went to my first two shows um, there, and it was it was amazing. Those were great shows to win yeah. both of yeah, 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 yeah. It was great shows. What I what I uh, <clears throat> I really thought you were super lucky because you ended up in the pit. I mean, not, not not only were you at the show, you were like in the middle of all of it. <laughs> Yeah, and, no, that you was know, the pits where everybody wants to be, man. Yeah, I mean, with my vision, I can't really see the stage and I can't really see the boards or anything. But the music was just a lot of fun, and just from listening to music over the pandemic and listening to you guys play fish bingo and listen to the music, I there were songs I knew and the songs I didn't know, but it didn't really matter because it was just a lot of fun and people were really friendly. It was a good time. I find that's very much this. <laughs> you know, the guiding factor in the fish community, the fans are very friendly. The majority of fans, I'll say. And when I was walking around with Chris, they would practice ease for us. Yeah, she's she's good at that. Yeah, I have my, I had my cane with me. I couldn't bring Jim because uh, the venue was too small. And so um, just, just to keep things moving, um, I know that, you know, you you folks both got really, Shaleen aptly used the term hooked, but was there a specific moment or a specific song that, you know, it's like, yeah, this is, this is home. This is where I want to be. I want to do this more. I mean, 
87 shows in, Shaleen. I mean, uh, that's not just a casual passing fancy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I think, I think after that original show, I think it's just been just, I gave up a lot of other shows and I've just wanted to be with this band and festivals and, um, um, you know, I've, I've been lucky to be, to uh, be, have been at the festivals over here in New York and I'm so lucky to have been in Mexico and, but even just the little one-offs, um, I don't know. I don't think there's, I can't really say one moment. It's, it, it's, it's just this uh, accumulation of all of it. I get it. And I think one of the things that was really big is, you know, um, you, I think you hit on it is the, you mentioned a childlike joy. That's something that attracts me is it's like summer camp for kids, for yeah. adults. And you, yeah. we get, we get to act like kids. Mm -hmm. Jason, did you, did you have a moment where you just kind of, where it clicked for you? Or are you just like, oh, all my friends are doing it. I better jump on the bandwagon. Well, some of it was that. Some of it is, you know, also being a musician, I kind of uh, was able to <clears throat> understand the music a little bit more maybe than the average person. And just listening to each individual play their own thing. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I listen to it all, but with the way my vision is, my hearing is much sharper than my eyesight. And I can really key into what each individual person is playing and what note they're playing on. And <clears throat> for me, that was, you know, a part of it, but it was just the, the whole, you know, the whole thing was just a big fun and going to, you know, the show, the two shows in a row with my, the same people that I regularly hang out with. I mean, that was, you know, just a big fun time. I only still have two shows under my belt. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still getting to know the scene, but show count i mean show count will come but yeah. um that being said i mean it's part of part of the whole fish thing is you know spending time with friends making new friends but um one of the questions to key off of you know listening to it with a musician's ear um is there a band member that you tend to favor over one of the, one of the others you know do, do you like listening to you know Trey's guitar or Mike's bass or Fishman's drums or Paige's keys like is there something you favor I definitely favor the drums as a drummer myself and I like listening to I mean I can't see what Fish is doing from you know I could be standing next to him I still couldn't see what he's doing but <clears throat> with my ears being so tuned and so focused I can hear him hitting what drums and what cymbals and whatnot and there are even some cases where because I know how to play these beats, I can actually see in my head what his hands are doing on the drums. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I don't. That's amazing. Thanks, but I don't just focus on him. I focus on. I listen to everyone. I listen to what how Trey is playing the guitar, and I try to figure out what he's doing, and you know what he's what what they're doing on the keyboard, and what uh, Mike's doing on the bass. You know, yeah, so it's, it's cool. A little bit of everything. Something that I want to bring up is that CK5, Chris Carota has been represented or er, termed the fifth member. 
And what I'd like to ask Shalene first, followed by Jason, is how do visually impaired attendees at these concerts relate to the Chris Corona and the whole performance, you know, and over the uh, over the quarantine that we're in and all of this madness that has happened during COVID, when they were showing, you know, these live concerts during the week, you know, dinner in the movie and these types of things, you know, Jason, we watched them together, listened to them together. How did you, how was streaming for you? And also how was, how did you relate to it? Go to the light show, going to the concerts. Shalene wants you. So, so let me just say, I'm really appreciative of the light show when I'm at the shows, especially since I can't always see the guys. So like, it's so wonderful to be able to see the lights. Um, I also appreciate uh, couch tour and um, dinner and a movie because I'm lucky I have a 74 inch TV and I can see their faces and their hands, um, which are things that I could never see at a show. So I try to embrace couch tour for that reason. Um, I was telling Dwayne that uh, one time we were, I don't know if this is a Corona idea or, or, or just the guys, but we were, I was at the uh, MSG when um, the amazingly huge dolphins and whales were um, floating around and I could not see them. <laughs> and my friends were saying, oh, there's dolphins and whales. And I was like looking on this, I was trying to see on the stage, but we were in this like box in the back. And <laughs> it was just hilarious when I finally saw one and I was like, oh my God, it's like the size of a bus. <laughs> That's funny. It's just, I uh, we have to make jokes about our disabilities, right? And just kind of laugh at that. Laughing's always better than crying, my friend. <laughs> That's right. And Jason, how about you? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, like Shalene said, I, I can't see what's going on stage. And, you know, I, I certainly can't see the light show that everyone claims is absolutely amazing. <clears throat> but streaming the fish shows on also my giant 75-inch TV, um, I can see a little bit better. Um, but it's still it's still rough and if it's a a dark scene i could definitely see the artist a little bit better but if it's a light scene forget it um i don't know <laughs> i mean i i don't like only been doing it for so long so i can't say too too much about the streaming part but it's definitely more of a convenience to watch it from my home on my tv than going to a show but i mean i definitely would choose a show any day over watching streaming it but that that being said, Jason, um, we had a discussion. I think you went to Trey Bandit Levitate too. Yes, and you said the lights there really hit you different. Um, I was sitting quite a distance from the stage because I had Jim, my dog, there, and uh, we were during it was you know summer, and we were trying to find a good spot to sit to watch the show, and we found like a shady spot. And we just stayed there for the whole show. And then when night came, we just stayed there anyways, because I was out of the way of all the crowds. <clears throat> but at night, because of the distance I was at, 
um, I actually could see the entire light show. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what people are talking about. <laughs> and I was actually so mesmerized by the lights. I for a while, I forgot to listen to the music. Wow. Because I'd never seen it before. That's very cool. And it was obviously dark enough because we were outside and it was nighttime. And I don't think there were any lights on the fairground. Um, so it was it came in quite nicely. And you know, obviously the distance I was at um helped for me to see it. Um it was it was it was interesting. <laughs> I, I'm glad I recorded some of the music on my phone because I missed so much. <laughs> well, that's like I mean I might take some flack for this, but and people, I mean, I've been going to shows since 92 and people always ask me the stereotypical, oh, what was your favorite? And my new favorite answer is the next one. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, Al, what about you? As far as, far as you know, um, just... The experience, I know I, I've been to shows with you and, you know, we've sat up close and we've been far away. What What's what's your favorite vantage point? Well, you know, that's a hard question for me to ask because it, different answers for different venues, of course. Um, I like that we were able to sit on the floor, but to the side at Dick's Sporting Goods because um, I'd like outdoor concerts a lot better than indoor concerts. Uh, however, we could see the lasers and the light show, but we were really far away from the band, which is how it usually is for me. <clears throat> but uh, when I was, uh, you know, also at the, the show with the dolphins and the whales, Jalene, I was towards the top of MSG, and it was insane seeing the lights, seeing the whales, seeing the dolphins, seeing the whole thing. But then also being on the AEA platform at in Mexico is has its perks, but also going up on the rail like we did has its perks. So, you know. I like the visuals is I like the visuals, but the music is hands down what brought me to fish and keep me coming back. Right on. Good answer, man. What about you, Dwayne? Well, you know, be, because of everyone in this room, I've been able to um, experience up close far away, in between, upside down, <laughs> inside out. Um, it's I'm stuck picking a favorite myself, but I have to say I was blown away being on the rail in Mexico. It's the first time I've ever done rail for a you know, full, almost a full fish run. But I, I have to say, you know, no matter where I am, um, just being in the room and being part of the collective energy is my favorite part. There was a show I went to in Worcester um, in 95 where they did um, bathtub gin, reel me into bathtub gin. And 
I swear to God, I had an out of body experience, and that's without drugs. I <laughs> I literally I I left my body for at least two minutes, and it was just one of the most insane jams I've ever been a part of, and I was just glad to be in the room when that happened. Thank you for sharing, Dwayne. <clears throat> Now you've touched on this lately, Jason, that you need someone to go to shows with you and you were lucky to have Chris with you at both shows. What's another, you know, what's another safer way for you to, because we have the great fish community that will part the seas when you need to cut through. What's an, how can you safely get because I want to go to more shows with you and I want uh, you to be able to see more shows. How can we make it safer for you? Well, <clears throat> truth be told, the best way for me to get around it with my C&I dog, Jim, um, I feel the safest with him. He's not going to walk me off a ledge. He's not going to throw me down on a flight of steps. Um, and, you know, I, you know, still need assistance you know, at least, you know, knowing where to go. But in terms of getting me around, he is definitely the safest. And once he knows um, a place, well, I can just, let's go, you know, let's go to the bathroom and he'll take me right there. Um, but new environments, any place I haven't been to before, <clears throat> I still need some sort of assistance. Um, I still need a, someone to guide me along. It just, you know, when you, you can't read stuff, not because I can't read, but because I can't see it, um, it just, you know, that's what makes it harder. And um, maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously people at venues that can, you know, kind of be like, a, you know, a, a concierge of, of sorts, someone that can, uh, you know, kind of guide you along and, you know, take you where you need to go. But, you know, that's great and all, but you got to get up and go to the bathroom and they're not there. You know, you know, Jim will run me around the entire stadium going on tour. <laughs> and we'll never find the bathroom. <laughs> no, we've, well, we've gone just to, as long as he's not run away, Jim. Yeah. I mean, we've gone to restaurants and he's supposed to, I'm supposed to have him follow someone. And instead of following him, he, now he's taking me through the entire restaurant. <laughs> checking everyone out what about you Shalina I know you said you go with your friends to shows and you've been there also on your own what would make it safe for you uh, or safer yeah um I actually agree with Jason that um it is the getting around that's hard I do actually need somebody with me so for example I did go to Mexico by myself the first year, what was that, 16? Um, and But now that my vision has gotten worse, when I was there this year, um, the first night or so before my um, friends came, it, it was disconcerting just trying to find my way around things. So I kind of agree with Jason that mm, having somebody to get you to where you need to be is really important. And then he's right also about like, well, what happens when you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> like, it's really sort of helpful if you can have somebody with you. So, um, you know, perhaps, I don't know, maybe people could somehow help the people in the ADA section, um, you know, get where they need to go. 
um, buy what they need to buy, that kind of thing, going to go buy food or merch or, you know, just kind of like. Um, Maybe we have like table service. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Get tables <laughs> and have like a waiter or, or some sort of staff member. Well, what Dwayne and I are hoping <laughs> is that as Quadrophonic gets more and more bigger and bigger audience we're hoping that we will also get a table have tables at lots of these shows and volunteers that can help other people with disabilities as well that would yeah, be that, perfect i think yeah, that's the, fantastic having like a supplemental volunteer staff to help the paid ada staff yes. is basically how we want quadraphonic to evolve Yes. Um, it, we're starting it as a podcast just to kind of spread the word so people know who we are um, because, you know, this community, this subset of the fish community, I don't want to say we're ignored because, you know, people definitely see us coming. <laughs> you know, we're, we're hard to miss, but um, people really don't know the right protocol or the right way to break the ice or um say what they need to say everybody's um you know not really sure how to say or do so with quadraphonic one of the things that we want to accomplish is say hey let's let's put it out on the table let's make it part of the discussion part of the regular discussion i love that that's such a good idea for example when i'm going through airports, the airlines do such a great job of, you know, uh, giving me a person to help me get to where I need to get. And that's so awesome. Um, and when I went to Peach Fest on Montage Mountain, they do a wonderful job of um, driving ADA people around in a lot of um, golf carts. That was really helpful for me. That's great. Uh, yeah. So I think, um, I know that there's people that are excited about being sort of ADA coordinators, like the woman you had on your show before. And I'm just so excited about those people wanting to help us because it is true. I did feel this year at Mexico, it was harder for me, kind of like what Jason was saying, even I just didn't really want to leave and try to go get food and try to find my way back. It would be so much. It, and I'm lucky when I have friends with me willing to do that, but that's not always the case. And so I like this idea of perhaps uh, we have a volunteer table and we could get to the table and they could help us. That's a good, that's a cool idea. Well, thank you. Cause that's, that's what we're kind of working toward. And you know, it's, it's not an idea that we've really fleshed out yet, but it's something that we hope that things evolve into and we we want to use this platform to spread the word and get the word out and then have people kind of actively move toward making the changes we need to see so we want to be the change and you know then have it kind of spread i love that for example, some of my friends are so wonderful at saying, Shalene, I'm going to the bathroom. Do you want to go? Shalene, I'm going to go get some food. Do you want to go with me or do you want me to get something for you? And um, so it's one thing that like sort of makes it hard for me to go to a show by myself is that I don't really have that person. And it's hard to ask, especially since um, 
we have different disabilities. So like when I saw you guys, I, I see you, you know, it's, it's physically able to see that you have a problem, but with me, you can't see it. People don't know. Yeah. And no, that that's, that's another barrier because yeah. people just assume when they see you, Oh, there's Shaleen. She's rocking out. Yes. They have no idea that you have extra needs. Yes. And while most people are generous when you ask them something, sometimes people look at you like you're crazy. Why are you asking for this? Because they, they just they just don't think of that. Agreed. And, you know, we, we want to make it something that's comfortable for not not only people with disabilities, but for people who are um, not disabled to be able to feel free to um react in a way that's going to be helpful and not just oh why are you reacting like this i would like to see easier access to the bathrooms especially mm -hmm. disabled bathrooms walking into a public restroom that has god knows 50 plus people in there whether i have a cane or a dog is really not easy yes it's really quite difficult. Yeah. And even, you know, it just, it'd be nice to find, you know, have bathrooms that are closer and easier to access or even just, you know, single room, you know, stalls or bathrooms. Yeah. You know, at a lot of venues, <clears throat> there's a special VIP bathroom. It would be interesting if we could get the ADA community into the VIP bathroom. That That would be a good idea. Hey, it's just the ch the chances of you know getting an acronym change ADA VIP. <laughs> well, that, I'm already VIP. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know if you have to take a VIP. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I was going to share a little bit, Dwayne, about our experience that was not so great at Maine Savings Bank. Absolutely. And uh, when we went a couple of years ago to see fish, of course, uh, we were in the ADA section and we were told to sit down. You can't dance because we were sitting in front of VIPs and, and the, the only bathrooms that were located, the only bathrooms that at that time that were open were very far away and hard to get to. We've since had conversations with Alex Gray, the owner of Maine Savings Bank Amphitheater, and he said that he made changes on our recommendations and then enabled us to go to a concert last year, um, but we weren't sitting in the same section um, but so we didn't get to check out if he did put in an ADA stall. What he was going to say, what he told us is he was going to can take, uh, they were constructing and redesigning a bathroom, and he was going to take two stalls and convert it into an ADA stall. We did get a check on it, but we did get to shake his hand and say hello. But Fish wasn't playing last summer, so we'll have to go back and check it out. Yeah, we we uh, he invited us to uh, go see Dave Matthews Band, which I hadn't seen in 
probably a good 20 years. It was a fabulous show. And he made some incredible um, upgrades to the venue, but we didn't get a chance to see the bathroom that he advertised. And I actually joked with him when I talked on the phone. I said, if, if you're going to put a bathroom in that section that we recommended, I want a plaque above the toilet with my name on it. And <laughs> I really wanted to see that. <laughs> you know, another thing that would help, I'm just going to throw it out, is... um. I was really disappointed when I went to the Syracuse venue this summer. Uh, the the video, the guys on the screen were the same size on the video as they were on the stage. And so many other places do a really great job of doing the close-ups that are a lot like fish tour, couch tour. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would definitely um, ask Syracuse and other venues to just be more aware of that and like use the screens for close up instead of just a far away view. That, that's a pretty good point because I I was at those shows back myself this summer and um, the ADA ad spec for um, wheelchair folks is at the very front of the lawn and you can't like the screens are above you and not at a really great angle. But the other thing is because, you know, SPAC is an older venue, there were poles in the, the sight line. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just moving things over like, you know, three or four feet to the right, it would have made a huge difference. But the way that the chairs were situated and the way that I had to get my wheelchair in, um, I mean, musically, the show was the shows were top notch. But visually, yeah, not so much. Celine, mm -hmm. are you going back to Mexico next year in February? I don't have plans to right now. Mm. And I think, and I think a little part of that was it was the hardest uh, trip I had, um, as my vision has gotten a little worse. Um, but now I'm dreaming about the sphere, so we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> I think <laughs> Maybe. everybody's dreaming about the sphere. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to the sphere if I get lucky. <laughs> and then I won't feel so bad about missing Mexico, because I will. I missed one Mexico, and it was terrible FOMO. It was very hard for me. I was happy for whoever, all of you who were there, but it was hard because it is the best venue. <laughs> one, day I'll get, one day I'll get there. Yeah. One day we'll bring you, Jason. One day. Yeah, absolutely, man. That that would be cool. Um, I don't know if I could travel with there. Jim outside the country, but it'd be nice if I could. Is any is anybody thinking Delaware? I am. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Like, like definitely. I, I'm bu I'm bummed. I'm not going to see you in Mexico, but maybe I'll see you in Delaware. So and... what's it like? What's it like for you guys if you have? Um, wheelchairs at a festival is it hard I've never you know to be honest with you um the only festivals I've done are old school I went to the Clifford Ball and the Great Went and I did those without wheelchairs um mm -hmm. I did that on my crutches and that was a brutal endurance test and um the Clifford Ball was pretty amazing because i'm surprised i lived through it as <laughs> uh, i was the driver um my car was a plymouth sundance and if you remember those they're extremely small i had 
uh, well, including myself, four of us, all our camping gear and all our food, and um, basically trudged everywhere. Uh, wow. Flash flash forward to the Great Went. Um, I got some help from um, actually fishy folks. Uh, I basically ended up getting a golf cart ride first from Beth Montori Rolls and then John Fishman. And wow. yeah, I, I actually just stupid dumb luck. I I ended up uh, walking up to a cop on a horse saying, hey, I, I walked three hours to get here. How do I get back to my tent? And the guy's like, eh, you know, there's 70,000 people here. Let me see what I can do. And he, he held over a golf cart and just happened that John was driving. <laughs> and I, I said, hey, can we get on there? And he said, yeah. <laughs> and he drove us back to our tent. Very cool. That was I love pretty that. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the reason why I will follow this band until I'm in the ground. So I just had a thought if, if you, if you guys where mobility is an issue, um, you know, when I was at Watkins Glen for both Magna Ball and Super Bowl, we walked so very, very far, um, to where we were camped versus other people were camped much closer. It would be really cool if you guys could get some campsites that were closer because I mean, I'm talking a half hour walk. Yeah, which it, I don't know how you guys would do that. No, it, it's crazy. Well, so that's I, a, that was. I've never uh, been to a festival because I, I didn't start until two thousand and three, but I do. Um, I'm I wanted to to get an, a wheelchair for uh, for Mexico. But I haven't posted anything about it, and I'm just gonna rent one when I'm there. And if I get sphere tickets, hopefully I'll have a new uh, wheelchair by then or not. Uh, but I do know the guest relations. I talked to them, or I sent them an email today to tell them once I get tickets, because I get got denied in the presale. Once I get tickets in the on sale, they'll, you know, I'm going through Ticketmaster, obviously, that I'm requesting ADA, but I also want to get on a list to be ADA there, and hopefully I'll have a new wheelchair by then. Awesome. Well, um, if, if um, we have to do anything like what the fish community did for me, Al, um, I, I definitely support you know, what, whatever uh, has to happen, whether it's a GoFundMe, whether we do a benefit show for Al. <laughs> you know, yes. Uh, if, if I have to sing and dance, I will. <laughs> oh, we're um, going to, uh, we're going to make things happen. Right on brother. Well, but I, you I, know, just like this episode coming out, it takes us longer to do things than other people. I think Shaleen hit the nail on the head when we were doing some pre-production messaging the other night. And she's just like, yeah, isn't it perfect that, you know, the disabled crew <laughs> has to, you know, take extra time. And yeah, we take extra time, but we're going to eventually get it right. 
Oh, yes. Or right enough. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't need to be perfect. Nothing is perfect, but right enough works. And surrendering to the flow. Mm. Right on, brother. Preach, brother Al. All right, so let me see here. Um, do you guys have mm -hmm. anything um, that I'm going to go back to the questions here that we prepared? Um, do you have anything fishy that you like to collect other than recordings? I have lots of things with donuts all over my house <laughs> with fishman donuts um i have lots of merch um pretty much i have a shirt from almost every show not every show maybe every venue not sure um and but my favorite things to collect are friends i am so very very happy that i've made such great friends like you guys I mean, what are the chances that I would meet you guys in the ADA line in Mexico? So we were very lucky to have the line there. We feel uh, blessed as well. We feel <laughs> and blessed you know, as well. You know, the first year I went to Mexico, I made some friends and like we are still friends today. And I actually have roomed with one of those friends um, in Mexico um, the last time. And, you know, I go to shows and I make friends and I just think, this is in general a very lovely, accepting, non-judgmental community. And so anyway, to get back to your question, that's what I like to collect doing. I, well, I love that answer. That's probably, mm -hmm. you couldn't have answered better. Um, Jason, how about you? Um, I'm going to agree with Shaleen about collecting friends because <laughs> in my very, very short fish career, I really, the only thing I have from fish so far is a magnet and a t-shirt. So right, gonna, gonna, many, many more friends. Many it's how it friends. all, it's how it all starts. <clears throat> and I mean, you've heard me complain about my t-shirt problem. So <laughs> you don't, you don't need a t-shirt problem. Like I got, <laughs> That's right. just, I got my own t-shirt problem. It's just the beginning, Jason. Okay. Just the beginning. Exactly. I have my own t-shirt problem. It's going to, going to be fun to watch you grow. <laughs> I'm still a toddler. Still uh, so behind the ears. Jason, is there any particular song that you'd like Dwayne and I to include in this uh in our podcast episode? I think Runaway Jim would be appropriate. <laughs> Although we hope Jim never runs away. Right. Of course. Uh, Jim, is, this? Jim is so stuck to the people around him that I don't think he would ever run away like the character in the song. No, never. Maybe they'll make a new uh song about Jim. <laughs> the, the non-runaway gym. <laughs> the sequel well, to they it. have for tube and first tube, so you know yes. there could the, be a the, second gym. The CNI dog gym. And <laughs> what song go. would you like us to include for you, Shaleen? I would pick Strange Design. And uh part of why is you know, talking about what we're talking about, just it's very lucky. I feel lucky and blessed to have a few companions on this ride. That's be beautiful. Dirty. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. I think we need to hire Shalene as like a, a spokesperson. <laughs> she she's had the quotable quotes tonight. <clears throat> I love it. 
Okay, I'll volunteer. As long as you can get me to fish shows, then I'll I'll be the spokesperson. How's that? All right, right on. That works. If, that works. If if we get that kind of pull, you're you're hired. <laughs> I think we have the mascot too. Yeah, absolutely. We we've got the mascot. Absolutely. You know, another thing I love about fish fans. I'll just take over. Okay, guys. Go right um, ahead. No problem. <laughs> hey, um, this is your show too. <laughs> I love that. Um, I didn't used to like Facebook because I thought it was like, you know, whatever, a waste of time. But um, I'm really grateful. There's a lot of groups I have now joined on Facebook. And I, I really like the camaraderie. And um, maybe we should start uh, in like a, a fish ADA group because it would be helpful um, for us to like know each other and know about each other. So for example, when Al was saying he um, emailed the Sphere, I was wondering myself exactly how to try to get these ADA tickets at the Sphere because it was not super clear. So maybe we should think of forming some kind of group. Yeah, one, one, yeah, one, one of our friends that we've actually had on the show, uh, Shelly Jaspering, she, she has a group uh, ADA seating and concerts. It's a really good group that um, I can introduce you. And if if you want to get in on that, there there's some really good folks in there. Great. And some really good questions and answers get posted in there. <clears throat> so and go ahead. I was, just, I was just thinking in terms of accessibility and I, I do web accessibility testing myself. A lot of these websites like Ticketmaster and a lot of these other sites aren't really accessible enough for people like myself to use screen readers. And that really needs to be looked at too, because Good I can't point. really can't purchase tickets by myself because I can't access the website. Well, it's well. If I don't think a master, Jason, that hired you in a second. <laughs> Thank you. And the well, the other thing too. I mean, it's hard enough for people without disabilities to get tickets. <laughs> so you know, they have like this. They have like that. this. They have like this time limit and everything, and I just I just can't move that fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because no, I have yeah. to, I'm listening to everything that's spoken on the screen. Yep. And cuts your time in half and less than that. Usually, usually can't, usually just don't deal with ticket websites because it's just too difficult. I know we got to what songs people want, but um, we also, one of the things that we like to do in the quadraphonic episodes is we like to have our guests pick um charities to donate to so uh, do you guys have any favorites mine would be the jdrf the juvenile diabetes research foundation as being a diabetic all my life um that would be definitely my favorite charity okay and shaleen do you do you have one and i like foundation for fighting blindness they put okay. all their money into retinal research right on i like that one too Mm -hmm. We'll make sure that they get a nod and, uh, you know, hopefully get some people, some fans to uh, donate. I know it's the holiday season, but we'll see what we can do. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us, Jason or Shalene, that you haven't already about your fixed experience, about your disability? I know. I know where I was going to go earlier when I was talking about the camaraderie is, um, one of the things I absolutely love is all the jokes and memes about how 
crazily obsessed we all are because because it makes me feel very normal (laughs) when people are joking about like that we're all poor because we spend all of our money on fish and things like that and I just think it's a really fun wonderful way to connect with people um just that we're so passionate about this band no i i would tend to agree i I saw some memes today about you know people that um you know got shut out from going to the sphere and they're just like trey why do you hate me and it's just like trey has no idea of the hatred But it's just, you know, well, he, he might watch he might watch the Facebook groups. Uh, I'm sure on some capacity, on some level, they know what's going on. Oh, absolutely. But, but it's, um, you know, it, it's nothing that the, the band members aren't directing vitriol toward us. <laughs> if right. if anything, it's it's just the opposite. They they wish that we all could go. But. You know, it's it's so it's a weird thing that they've created this level of FOMO that exists. Yeah. Even when the, the smallest ripple in the fish universe happens, it's like I'm I'm ecstatic. Don't get me wrong, I'm ecstatic about going to Mexico, but I want to be able to do it all, but yeah. I can't afford it all. <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. pick and choose, and that's where like the whole adulting thing just stinks. So when does show number three happen for me? <laughs> well, you know, it, uh, we see if we can drag you to Delaware, man. Yeah. Yeah. Can't we live while we're uh, young? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim. Jim would love that. I, I think, I think the Jolene's our resident Katie Turr. She's the <laughs> one uh, dropping all the fish quotes tonight. And Jim's got his own hair and protection, too. Yeah, uh, you know, I I want to see a picture of that on him. I've seen I've seen the earmuffs, but uh, yeah, you need to well, include a picture so we can put no, that up the, on the Quadraphonic Facebook you know, page. The, the funny, the, the school where I play, um, they have a picture of Jim wearing his ear and protection on the door to the main the main uh, practice room. <laughs> and cool. it says below, you must wear hair and protection. <laughs> I want to meet Jim. His hair and protection. Yeah, Jason, I, I, you know, after knowing <clears throat> oh, yeah, you right. for you... three, four year, four yeah, years, I haven't met Jim yet. I haven't met Jim yet. Yet, that's right? Because I went to because uh, I went to Great Woods without him because the venue. I was afraid he'd be stepped on because the venue's too small. Well, not only is the venue small, you got to watch out for the errant wooks that run amok. Yeah, that's not a problem. We knocked one over at Levitate, so you knocked over a look. That's a story. <clears throat> well, he ran he ran into us. We kept moving, but I was covered in the Wooks drink. But we kept going. <laughs> so what 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 do Wooks drink? I don't know, but it was gross. It was also giant. Least <laughs> thing I ever seen. I don't know, but it was gross. That's a t shirt. I, was, if I, I feel like that. I was covered in like bourbon and vodka and yeah, he and he walked right rats. into us, and we kept going. You know, Jim's solid muscle. You know, it's like the uh, the truck competition, right? Tractor truck competition, monster truck. Yes, nothing gets by him. Hey, you know, I was just thinking that all, all day today, I've been getting texts from friends saying they got the sphere, they didn't get the sphere, um, and I and so thinking about what Jason was saying, how it is really <clears throat> hard for us visually impaired people to. Um, try to buy the tickets when it's uh, right at that minute. Obviously the lottery I could do, but when it's at that minute, it's super hard. Um, So I have an idea when you guys create your 
uh, superhero force of fans that are going to help us disabled people. Maybe if somebody isn't going to try for a show, try to, you know, get tickets for a show, maybe they could help us visually impaired people to try to put the ticket orders in. Ooh. Ooh, I think you're hitting on something. Uh-huh. I think it, we, we this could change the entire way the fish community operates. Yeah. Instead of the haves and have nots, the, we become a collective we. Yeah. Oh because just make an accessible website. Yeah. I'm well, right, that too, but that too. But the friends that really help me, the friends that really think, do you need help getting these tickets? Do you need help getting to this show? Are just really very special in my heart. And I could, you know, there's very few people like that. So I just like that Quadraphonic is going to maybe um, collect um, big hearted people like that, that want to help us. And so that's why I was thinking maybe the help just isn't just at the shows, but it's before the shows and plan, you know, buying the tickets and planning how to get there or giving us rides or, you know, things like that. That's awesome. That's yeah. a fan. That's great. That and that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We, that's we just, that's another you, need the, uh, you need the ADA fish bus. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, I've with, seen party with built-in buses wheelchair before. lift. I have seen party buses before, but can you imagine? With built-in wheel. This has a built-in wheelchair wheelchair lift. I mean, we would give the twelve <laughs> tribes bus a run for their money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tea and cookies got nothing on us. Okay, we're all gonna go to the um to the next festival in a, in, in a fish bus, <clears throat> an ADA fish bus. I like it. Let Let's make I it do. happen. I'm with wheelchair lift. Idea. I dig that. I, I think the that. four of us should rent one for for Delaware. I'll drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, right. But that, that brings up another point that it's like sort of more expensive for us to get to these shows and do these types of things. So there's a funding issue there that we're all feeling. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's ha- like having to pick and choose and be an adult about this. It's, it's tough because <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it's like. We need to um, start like a GoFundMe ADA fish tour fund. instead of instead of calling it make a wish we can call it make a fish (laughs) make a fish foundation (laughs) i love that (laughs) for just 92 cents a day little (laughs) tim oh i didn't just say that we're sally struthers i do want to thank jason and shaleen for their time on quadraphonic Season three, episode one today. It's been a pleasure spending time with you again and sharing your information. Thank you so much for sharing your information with our audience. If anyone wants to reach out and find out more information, they can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh, and uh, well, maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a full page ad on the Sphere screen. Yeah. That would be fantastic. How Let's much just... do you think that will cost? <laughs> a couple bucks. <laughs> and, I, and I still won't be able to see it. <laughs> I think there's a good shot you might be able to see it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys, for putting yeah. this together and, and for inviting us. I think this is really cool. This this yeah. was uh this was even more fun than last time. I didn't <laughs> think it was gonna be possible, but it, this was this was a this was a friggin' blast. Okay, guys, maybe I'll see you at the next show. 
I well, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> see you at the next show. <clears throat> Absolutely. That's my favorite one. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Love Have you. Bye-bye. Bye. And once again, thank you to our guests, Jason Wallenstein and Jolene Seriani. Dwayne and I also want to send out a special thank you to our audience for patiently waiting for the return of Quadraphonic Podcast. Jolene eloquently shared about Strange Design and her passionate feelings about the song in this episode. Dwayne and I chose from out of his personal collection the Strange Design from June 20, 2013 at First Merit Bank Pavilion at Northern Lee Island in Chicago, Illinois. Enjoy! Let's restrain before I to hit the lights and close the door. And we're closing this episode 
honoring our guest Jason's incredible singing eye dog Jim with his request of Runaway Jim. This was recorded by Godfob 1116.96 at Pacific Auditorium in Omaha, Nebraska. Also from Dwayne's personal collection. Happy holidays and happy new year. Peace, love, and donuts.
to the mountain. Run away, run away, run away. Singing for children, swimming in the fountain. Run away, run away, run away.
On the lot, we get quadraphonic. This episode of Quadraphonic was produced by Al Croft, Dwayne Boyd, and Aliza Aleshant. Special thanks go out to Don Polson for the quadraphonic graphic and Dan Cormier, composer of the quadraphonic funk theme. Thanks for listening. 